welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Puck House Podcast. We are back. There wasn't an episode last week, but we are back this week, and we got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about a goalie goal that's happened in the NHL. We're going to talk about the Corey Perry situation now. We're going to talk about Patrick Kane's destination. He has chosen a destination. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about NHL draft news. We are going to redraft the 2017 NHL draft. We're going to talk. There's a lot to talk about. This is an action-packed episode. We're going to talk about all this and more on this episode of the Puck House Podcast. All right. Now we're going to move into the roundup. And this week, uh, we didn't have an episode last week, so we do have a lot to talk about that have things that have happened over the last two weeks starting off uh we're going to talk about Corey perry we're going to touch on Corey perry now uh cory perry's contract has been terminated uh due to conduct that is unacceptable um there was yeah Corey perry's engaged in conduct that is unacceptable and in violation of both the terms of his standard players contract and the Blackhawks' internal policies intended to promote professional and safe work environments. This was the statement from from the Chicago Blackhawks. Now, there was a lot of... Everyone was trying to figure out what happened, and there was some really disgusting online rumors uh, involving involving a player's family that was I'm not going to mention the player's name for the sake of that player's privacy but there was very disgusting online online rumors involving something that happened involving players players families that was so the Chicago Blackhawks here's what I'm going to say about this the Chicago Blackhawks um I thought they Here's the thing. They did a poor job at... They let the rumors, the online rumors spread. The rumors were there even before the... Because, like, he was placed on... Because he was a healthy scratch for, like, a week before before it came out. And there were rumors floating around online that, oh, this happened with him and uh, a player's family member. But um, that this was even before, and then it's like, oh, there was some like misconduct or conduct that is unacceptable. Like it was, and it was very vague. And then the rumors just took off after that point. They the rumors were there before. The Blackhawks needed to say right away, this does not involve. Uh, anything to do with any of the players or their families, nothing to do with that. Should just set it straight off the bat. That's that's my opinion on it. That is my opinion on it. They let the rumors spread, and they eventually did shut it down, but it they allowed the rumors to circulate. They, they did not protect uh, the player and their and their family in that situation. That's my opinion on it, but his contract has been terminated now. He is a free agent. There's some rumors that the Oilers might even try to after once because it sounds like it was substance substance abuse as part of it. Once he kind of sorts that all out, that the Oilers might try to pursue him. So interesting there. We'll have to see. What happens with that? Yeah, it was a busy day. It was a busy, busy day. Uh, if you're like a Chicago Blackhawks fan, that same day, there was a trade. The Chicago Blackhawks acquired Anthony Beauvillier from the Vancouver Canucks. So the Canucks got a couple picks back from that. I'm trying to, I'm trying to see what they got from it. I'm going to have to take a look here and see what they exactly got from it they got a pick or two I believe they got a pick or two but so the day Corey Perry's contract was terminated then they made the trade 
Oh, it's a it's a conditional 2024 fifth round pick. And then that 2024 fifth round pick actually would later go to the Calgary Flames because there was a trade between the Canucks and the Flames on on Thursday, on last Thursday, I believe. And it happens to be involving Nikita Zadorov. Nikita Zadorov was traded to the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, Calgary Flames received that 2024 fifth round pick, and they got a 2026 third round pick. I think this is a great trade. Great trade for the Vancouver Canucks. You got a guy. You got a guy. He's not going to be playing. You know top line minute but this is a guy that really helps your depth and you know it really bolsters that defensive depth i really like this trade for the vancouver canucks and it's crazy like i who would have thought that the canucks would be going after going all in on the cup this year but you know what the canucks are a legit cup contender they are a legit cup contender I had major doubts on them. I've talked about it before. I talked about how I thought there was no real identity with the team. Um, I, I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. I'll admit it. But yeah, Nikita Zadorov traded to the Vancouver, the Vancouver Canucks. And there was also, also another major signing over the last two weeks involving... Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane has finally chosen his destination, and he is going to the Detroit Red Wings. He is going to the Motor City, Motown, Motown. He is going to Detroit. He's going to reunite with former Chicago Blackhawks teammate Alex DeBrinket. Uh, he's going to go up to Detroit. He I think he's playing his first game, played his first game last night, I believe. So, yeah, Patrick Kane uh, has signed with the Detroit Red Wings and is beginning to play for them. So, big, big signing for Detroit. I don't know. I just don't know where Detroit, I just don't know where Detroit is going. So, that's the only doubt I really have is like, because I don't know where exactly. I mean, they're doing all right, but I'm like, I'm I'm looking at the other teams out out in the league, and I just don't know if they really like like I would have thought you would have wanted Patrick Kane. Like, you, if you're gonna go after a guy like Patrick Kane, uh, I was thinking maybe if you're like you know really chasing after the cup and you know one one missing puzzle piece get a guy like Patrick Kane but I mean they didn't get him for like too bad as far as like salary wise and I believe it's it's a one-year deal so I mean I guess that makes sense but yeah so Patrick Kane going to the Detroit Red Wings that's his third original six franchise so yeah Bruins Leafs Habs, uh, he might be coming. No, he's not going to be coming your way. Well, uh, you never know. You never know. Okay, I'm not. I'm not going to count it out. But what I'm saying, he's played for three out of the six original six franchises. He's just going to go around and play for the original, all the original six teams, collect them like infinity stones. I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do. But yeah, Patrick Kane has signed. With the Detroit Red Red Wings, there was an interesting situation I want to talk about too. Um, it was I, I'm trying to think like a week and a half ago in a game between the Ottawa Senators and the Florida Panthers. Um, there was a big big fight, big like kind of line brawl, I guess, big line brawl, and then the ref comes over and it. And addresses because they got the little mic, so he goes addresses um, and announces every player on the ice gets a ten minute misconduct. Every player on the ice got a ten minute misconduct. 
that's just like and the benches were so empty it looked it looked like some sort of like beer league game like the benches were just so so empty I can't think of a time where every player on the ice gets a 10-minute misconduct. All 10 guys out there got 10-minute misconducts. Five for each team. That's kind of, yeah, you, you do not see that every day. So I wanted to, I wanted to highlight that because I think that's, I think that's personally, you know, quite a rare and unique moment and I wanted to share it with you guys. Uh, we also got to talk talk about. There's so much to talk about too. Tristan Jari. We got to talk about Tristan Jari. Tristan Jari. This past week has scored. Tristan Jari uh, gets a goalie goal. Goalie goal alert. We don't see that very often in NHL history. Absolutely, you know, like joins a very select list of goalies to shoot and score. Uh, the last one, I believe, was it last season? Linus Allmark? Linus Allmark, I believe, was the last guy to shoot and score. I'm trying to think of guys. We've got Linus Allmark. Pecorine got one a couple years back. Oh, who else? Was there any? Was Mike, Mike Smith got one, too, at one point, I think? I'm trying to think who else. I feel okay. Broder has one. I think he has two other ones that were like he didn't shoot and score, but he scored. He shot and scored one. I'm trying to think of some. I feel like Chris Osgood got one too. I know. I know Ron Hextall has two. I'm trying to think of some. I don't know. Okay, but yeah, Tristan Jari, a very select list of goalies to shoot and score. Tristan Jari joins that club uh what a cool i i mean because it was on the road in tampa i don't know like personally i will say this if you're a fan tampa bay lightning fan you know what that's a pretty cool moment to witness that i know it's against against like the, it's the opposing team who gets it but hope you recognize like you know what that's a pretty cool moment like you witnessed history you know what, I've always, because whenever I go to hockey games and the goalie's, goalie's out of his net, you know, you know, goalie's going to play the puck and it's an empty net, I'm always hoping that the goalie will try to shoot it towards. I've never seen a goalie goal. And honestly, if, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm at a Blazers game or something and the opposing goalie shoots and scores, you know what? That's a pretty cool moment. I I gotta recognize that. You know what? And that would be, I, I that would be cool to witness. You know, and say, hey, I was there when that happened. So, yeah, because I've I've never seen that before. But you know what? That's a pretty cool moment to be. Even though if you're a Lightning fan, you know what? You just witnessed history. That's pretty cool. Not many people can say that they've seen an NHL goalie goal. So yeah. Tristan Jari joins a very select list and scores a goalie goal. We also got to talk about uh, the NHL All-Star Game. The NHL All-Star Game. They are returning to the draft format. This is great move by the NHL to bring back the draft. The draft was quite quite a lot of fun. When they did it the last, like they did it about, I'm trying to think when they stopped. They stopped doing it in 2015. I want to say they started it right around like 2010, something like that. So they did it around there. And you know what? It was a fun, fun little thing. Quite a few great moments. Phil Kessel getting picked last. Um, the Tyler Sagan, Phil Kessel trade the one year came up it's like we're gonna trade Tyler Sagan for Phil Kessel just like what happened back in back in like 2009 Phil Kessel got traded to Toronto and the first round pick which ended up becoming Tyler Sagan went to the Boston Bruins so they had a they had a little fun with that there Ovechkin trying so hard to get picked last so he can get a car because that's what they did for the guy who got picked last the guy who got Picked last, got a car. Um, 
great, great move by the NHL to bring back this draft. I think there's going to be, like, they said something about celebrity captains, too, so that could be interesting. I'd be curious to see how that all works, how that all works. I hope they get Phil Kessel in there some way. Some way they get, they bring Phil Kessel into it. I don't know. Make a, make a, make a selection on behalf of, like, I don't know. I don't know. Phil Kessel, former Toronto Maple Leaf. I don't know. I mean, and obviously he was picked last the one year and that became one of the iconic moments of kind of like the draft format. So I don't know. Yeah, you could do you could do something there. There's a lot of things you could do. I like this move. I like this move. The Thursday draft is going to be a lot of fun when they do it. So, yeah, that's going on. We also got news about the NHL draft. The NHL draft will be hosted at the Sphere, at the Sphere in Las Vegas. This is going to be the final draft before they're decentralizing the draft in 2025. This is so it's sort of like the last draft, the last draft kind of. But yeah, so it's going to be hosted at the Sphere, which interesting selection. Not an NHL arena going with the sphere. So that could be interesting. Um, I don't even know how many that actually seats. So we'll have to see what happens there. But yeah, that will be interesting. Are they going to display it like around the sphere? Like, you know, like on the outside? Because I've seen all those videos of the things they're showing outside the sphere. That would that'd be kind of cool. I could just picture like Gary Bettman's face like surrounding the sphere. That's just what goes on in my, my mind. Um, we also got to talk about also this past week, all three Hughes brothers played each other for the first time. All three Hughes brothers, Jack, Quinn, and Luke, all played against one another. Jack and Luke playing for the New Jersey Devils. And Quinn Hughes captaining the Vancouver Canucks. I mean, it's just crazy to me to for for me to think that um, you got three elite NHL players all from the same family. That's crazy. It's not like three of them just made the NHL. We're talking three absolutely elite players. Quinn Hughes is one of the best defensemen in the NHL. You got Jack Hughes, who is one of the best forwards in the NHL. And you got Luke Hughes, one of the best rookies in the NHL. It's pretty incredible. It is pretty incredible when you think about it. And I still remember, I still remember watching Jack and Quinn at the World Juniors and the Summer Showcase and just going, man. Man, these guys are going to be beasts. These guys are going to be beasts in the future. And look at them now. Just they're absolutely thriving. Absolutely thriving in the in the NHL. And then they played each other on, was it Tuesday or Wednesday night? Um, Jack and Luke got the better of Quinn. And they won 6-5 to five over the Vancouver Canucks. The Devils were up 5-2. Actually, both Jack and Luke scored in that game. Um, Devils were up 5-2. The Canucks came back, tied it up at 5-5. And then the Devils w scored in the final minute of the third period to win 6-5. Another thing we got to talk about, too. We, we're going to talk about a couple teams the Arizona Coyotes, the Arizona Coyotes have defeated the last five Stanley Cup champions in consecutive games. This is just, you know what, just incredible, like to like back to back, like like consecutive games like that. Just incredible. Five Stanley, last five Stanley Cup champions. Now, I will say Washington, St. Louis. Uh, and I wouldn't say I wouldn't call them the highest like quality teams, but like they're like very different teams from what they were back in 2018, 2019 when they won the cup. But I mean, still you're beating Vegas, you're beating Colorado, 
beating Tampa. Like, um, you know what? That's a pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive to do that back to back to back to back to back like that. Just knocking on every Stanley Cup champions door. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's up next, I guess. Pittsburgh. Yep. Arizona's knocking on the door. A big part of this, too. Uh, Connor Ingram. I got to talk about Connor Ingram. Former Kamloops Blazer, Connor Ingram. I remember Connor Ingram in juniors when he was, uh, when he was like an 18, 17, 18 year old kid when he came um, and see him go off and now find his way, uh, find find a spot on the Arizona Coyotes. Not, not only that, to be their go-to goalie down there. Just awesome to see. He's played incredible. He has played incredible this season, and he's getting a lot of recognition for that. And and you know what? Not surprised. I've seen him do these things since he was since he was a teenager. Since he was 17, 18. He's been do he's been doing that kind of stuff. I still remember this one save he made in a game against like Prince George. Just absolutely like dove across. It was unreal save unreal save i remember i remember that save and you know what like that was that, that was his first season too it's like geez this this guy you know this guy's a, a a great goalie just so yeah so yeah arizona coyotes and connor ingram have defeated the last five stanley cup champions in consecutive games uh, we also got to talk about the Edmonton Oilers. The Edmonton Oilers, it's starting to seem like the Oilers might be back for real this time. We'll have to see. I think they're, I'm trying to think how many, are they six points off a wild card spot now? They dug themselves in a hole. They're trying to climb out of it. McDavid seems like he's back. I'm going to dive a little deeper into it uh, in my power rankings. But yeah, so the Oilers, the Oilers, they just beat Carolina, beat Carolina Wednesday, Wednesday night. I'm trying to remember what the score was, but it was like, it was like five, nothing mid second period, four, nothing pretty early on, pretty early on in the game. It was just like, geez, like they just came out flying. They just came out flying. Let me see what the score was. Oh, it was 6-1. Okay, that wasn't as... But, yeah, Rod Brindamore was on the NHL on TNT broadcast during the game. And he was like, oh, we, we're, we're going to lose 50 to nothing at this rate. So, it was, it was, you know. But, yeah, so that happened this week. Uh, we also got to talk. I want to talk about too. Jake Wallman. Jake Wallman. This is kind of a cool moment. After securing an OT victory for the Detroit Red Wings, he hit the gritty. He hit the gritty right after the OT win. Um, I think he's done it before, I believe, and he did it, did it again, and so so he did that, Sally. The Detroit Red Wings are making a bobblehead night with the gritty celebration. Great promotion idea by the Red Wings to to do that. Uh, and you know what? It, you know what? I mean, you know what? I like to see players express themselves like that on the ice. So you know what? I fi I find it quite funny, and I just wanted to I wanted to mention that on the podcast. I do want to actually talk about also. Uh, there's a very interesting situation that's playing out i want to talk about shohei otani now why the heck am i talking about shohei otani uh baseball player for the baseball player for the los angeles angels why am i talking about him on a hockey podcast why am i mentioning him well so first off shohei otani he's uh he's like one of the only players in like a hundred years to be a pitcher and a hitter. It's pretty incredible what he does night in and night out. He is a free agent and he is the most sought after free agent 
um, his contract is going to be like 500 million, I believe. Like that's probably where it's going to be around. Um, so the Blue Jays, the Toronto Blue Jays, are fully in on trying to get Shohei Otani. So what might be happening? Because Rogers, I don't know if you know, but Rogers owns the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, and Rogers also owns Sportsnet. So there is, there is talk that if they sign, if they sign Shohei Otani, Rogers is going to let their national NHL rights expire um, in order to help pay Shohei Otani. So that might be now I I just want I just saw this headline like a day or two ago. So I just wanted to mention it cuz it's like I found that kind of random how the NHL at national NHL rights in Canada might be might expire because of one baseball player. Interesting. Uh definitely keep you posted on that if anything happens there but yeah kind of an interesting situation there and we're also going to talk about to wrap this edition of the roundup up this was a pretty long roundup it was just we haven't had an episode in two weeks so there's a lot to catch up on uh teddy bear toss season teddy bear toss season has begun it is december um and yeah so uh lots of teddy bear toss games around various different leagues uh, I went to the one uh, here in Kamloops last week, and it was a great game. It's too bad the Blazers lost, but Nathan Bame, Nathan Bame got the teddy bear toss goal. Uh, but yeah, so it's always a fun, it's always a fun tradition, and it started in Kamloops. It started uh, Brad Lukowicz got the very first teddy bear toss goal way back in 1993. The marketing coordinator. For the Blazers came up with that promotion idea, hoping to get maybe a couple hundred to donate to the hospital. And 2,000 got thrown on the ice instead. And it just spread like wildfire throughout the hockey world. Calgary had their teddy bear toss. They used to be kind of like the the creme de la creme of teddy bear tosses. Uh, they got 21,000, I believe, in theirs. I don't know how much Edmonton got, but like... 13,000, 14,000 would be my guess, saying like that. Edmonton's teddy bear toss is always big. Which, speaking of Edmonton, I do want to touch on this. Uh, they had these special teddy bear toss jerseys that they wore. And I don't know if you saw it. It's basically just like the whole jersey is just like covered in a bunch of teddy bears. And then the Oil Kings logo is put over it. I'm sorry, but I cannot get behind that jersey. I'm sorry. I I like themed jerseys. Like, and, and they had the pants, too, I think. I think they had the pants, too, covered in the teddy bears. I'm sorry, but I, I, I love themed jerseys. I think themed jerseys are cool. But this is taking themed jerseys too far. I'm sorry. I can't get behind those jerseys. I don't know. I, I'm sure you can look it up. You can look up Edmonton Oilers Kings teddy bear toss jerseys and I'll pop out, pop up. Just look for one just absolutely covered with teddy bears all over it. I'm sorry. Like I just, I, I, I can't get behind it. I like, I like the idea of having a special jersey and Edmonton's done that the last few years and they've put out, they've actually put out some really good jerseys really good special teddy bear toss jerseys but i'm sorry i'm sorry i just can't with those so yeah i i did not like them first glimpse i saw of them was like no no i'm sorry um yeah i don't i don't know i i don't mind the idea of having the bears on it i mean i think you could i don't know how you can i guess do it maybe i don't know put a Put a bear or two on the, on the on the bottom. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a jersey design guy at all. But yeah, 
So the Edmonton Oilers Kings, they put out put out their teddy bear toss jerseys and uh yeah, it was a bit for me, it was theme jerseys taken too far. That's my opinion. But yeah, a lot to discuss this past these past two weeks and that'll do it for the roundup all right now we're going to move into another edition of redraft and this week we are going to be doing the 2017 nhl entry draft we're going to rearrange and reorder that top 10 this this year unlike the previous two years you had McDavid going first overall 2015, Matthews in 2016. On uh, those redrafts we did the last two weeks, uh, both those guys obviously kept their spot at number one in the redraft. This year, um, it's, it's a little bit different. This week, the redraft is going to be a little bit different. There's going to be a different number one overall player um, swapping out. So the New Jersey Devils had the first overall pick this year. They originally took Nico Heischer. Now he he has been honestly he's he's come come on quite well last couple of years. Um but I will say he's not going to be the first overall pick in our redraft. Because in this top 10 there was Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr is going to go number 1 overall in this redraft to the New Jersey Devils. He's just had it like I talked about I talked about in the past how it's really tough for me to do defensemen when it comes to doing redrafts because you have to look at more intangible intangible statistics, I guess. Like forwards you can more eyeball it's like this guy has more goals and assists so this guy is you know better than that like you can go more like that with forwards defensemen it's a little bit tougher but kale mccarr um even in points like he's out of the top 10 i believe he's third and yeah third in points out of the top 10 as a defenseman he's had such um he's he's even played like a hundred less games than the other two guys he's been he's been an incredible 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 player for colorado avalanche uh bestie man in the league that's definitely yeah bestie man in the league so kale mccarr is gonna go in at number one in our redraft now at number two the philadelphia flyers have that pick and they originally took Nolan Patrick, former Brandon Wheat King of the WHL. Um, but Philadelphia Flyers, they are not going to take him. They are instead going to select Elias Pettersson. Elias, sorry, Elias Pettersson. Elias Pettersson is going to go number two to the Philadelphia Flyers in this redraft. He's going to go from... Griffith's way to Broad Street. So, yeah, Elias Pettersson is going to go number two overall to the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, ever since he's gone to Vancouver, he has been he's been probably their top their top center, especially now that Bo Horvat got traded. He is he is their top centerman right now. Um, but Elias Pettersson. He, I, I, I remember when he came in, and you know what? He is, ever since he's gone to Vancouver, he has excelled with the Canucks. Um, so, yeah, Elias Pettersson is going to go in at number two overall in this redraft. Now, at number three, the Dallas Stars have that pick, and they are going to take Nico Heischer. Nico Heischer, the original number one pick is gonna go to the Dallas Stars in a number three Nico Heischer uh now the captain of the New Jersey Devils Nico Heischer he's had a very solid NHL career so far up until this point 113 goals 178 assists for 291 points um he's gonna go at number three overall 
At number four, the Colorado Avalanche have that pick, and they use that pick to select Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr is already taken, so Avs aren't going to take him, but they they are going to, I guess, settle. But not you know what? They'll just have to settle for Miro Heiskanen. Miro Heiskanen, another really, really solid defenseman in this draft class. I think they only had two defensemen in the top 10, but both of them stellar, stellar D-men. Miro Heiskanen, uh, he's been a staple of that Dallas blue line since he's arrived in Dallas. Uh, 45 goals, 171 assists for 216 points. He's going to go number four overall. At number five, the Vancouver Canucks have that pick. They originally took Elias Pettersson, Elias Pettersson. They're not going to take him because he's already been taken. So they are going to take Casey Middlestat. Casey Middlestat is going to go number five overall to the Vancouver Canucks. 52 goals, 107 assists for 159 points. Casey Middlestat, he's been a he's been a solid forward for Buffalo up until this point. Casey Middlestat is going to go number five overall. At number six, the Vegas Golden Knights have that pick, and they are going to select Owen Tippett. Owen Tippett, uh, 52 goals, 51 assists for 103 points. He has been he has been a decent NHLer up until this point. It's, it's tough as we get into these next couple redrafts because we're starting to get to the point where it's hard to harder to judge these players because they're still quite young like in the grand grand scheme they're still quite young so a lot can change but this is kind of up until this point but yeah owen tippett is gonna go number six overall at number seven the new york rangers have that pick and they are going to take take michael rasmussen michael rasmussen's gonna go Seventh overall to the New York Rangers. Uh, 38 goals, 54 assists for 92 points. He is going to go in our number seven spot. At number eight, the Buffalo Sabres have that pick. They are going to select Nolan Patrick. Nolan Patrick. Nolan Patrick. He was he was going into that draft year. The projected first overall pick but he like right in the late little like Nico Heischer made a push right at the end there there's always there's always like there's always some push from some European kid I feel like every year and Nico Heischer was that guy that year and he leapfrogged over Nolan Patrick Nolan Patrick he suffered a couple injuries that year too didn't play in the world juniors that year um so yeah yeah nolan patrick and nolan patrick he has battled through injuries and he's he 32 goals 45 assists for 77 points yeah nolan patrick is gonna go in our number eight spot at number nine the detroit red wings have that pick and they are going to select Former Portland Winterhawk, Cody Glass. Cody Glass is going to go number nine overall to the Detroit Red Wings. Um, Let me see. 23 goals, 36 assists for 59 points. Cody Glass, he's going to go number nine overall. I, I remember him when he played in juniors, but I also did see him at the world juniors i went to the vancouver world juniors a couple years ago back in 2019 so a couple weeks i'll a couple weeks from now when the world juniors are taking place i am going to i'll do a story time i'll do a story time for you guys about my experience at the world juniors a couple of years back but cody glass was one of those key guys on that canada team that year um, at that World Juniors, so I rem- I remember him from that tournament. At number ten, the Florida Panthers have that pick. Um, they're going to take the last guy available in this top ten, which is Leas Anderson. Leas Anderson, probably it's tough because like 
Leah Sanderson's done, he hasn't done like seven goals, 10 assists for 17 points, but still that name is kind of well known for a couple reasons. First off, there was an incident a couple years back on opening night for the New York Rangers in which he tripped on, like, the cord. Like, they have, like, a, a camera cord, like, for the camera. They had a cord all along there, and he didn't notice it, and he tripped right over it on opening night as they're doing their opening night player introductions. And then I remember when this happened... Um, and this is also funny enough, also a World Juniors moment. 2018 World Juniors gold medal game, Canada versus Sweden. He was the captain of that Sweden team, I believe. And he went to grab his silver medal. And he takes his silver medal on, takes it off, and throws it into the stands. He threw his silver medal into the stands. Some fan got it or something like that. Um, just just an absolute, it was, you know, poor, poor sportsmanship there. Throwing your silver medal into the crowd like that, you know. But it was, I, I still remember that. And it was like, whole, I, like I, I watched that live when that happened. Because I was, I was cheering for Canada, watching that. It's like, we just, so we're watching the medal ceremony. And I was like, did he, did he just do what I thought he just did? Like, you just see a silver medal fly through the air and land in the stands. Just, so yeah, Leas Anderson. I, I always, so I, when I see that name, it's like, that's, that's the things that pop into my mind. So, oh yeah. The world junior, like I, re I remember that kind of thing. That's because I remember watching that, and I remember, I remember a lot of talk in the hockey world about that incident. But yeah, Leas Anderson, he is going to go number ten overall in this redraft. So let's recap the redraft with the first overall pick, the New Jersey Devils select Kale McCarr. With the second overall pick, the Philadelphia Flyers select Elias Pettersson. With the third overall pick, the Dallas Stars select Nico Heischer. With the fourth overall pick, the Colorado Avalanche select Miro Heiskanen. With the fifth overall pick, the Vancouver Canucks select Casey Middlestat. With the sixth overall pick, the Vegas Golden Knights select Owen Tippett. With the seventh overall pick, the New York Rangers select Michael Rasmussen. With the eighth overall pick, the Buffalo Sabres select Nolan Patrick. With the ninth overall pick, the Detroit Red Wings select Cody Glass. And with the tenth overall pick, the Florida Panthers select Leas Anderson. And that is the top ten. Next week, we'll be doing the 2018 NHL entry draft. And then we are going to do the 2019 NHL entry draft. And that will be the last... Last entry, I guess, in our... We started from 2000, and we've gone all the way up. We're going to go... Last one's going to be 2019. But we may go back, do a draft or something. Do a draft class like the 80s or the 90s or something. If you guys want if you guys want to see see me do that. But yeah, that that is the top 10. And that'll do it for the redraft. All right, now we're going to move into this week's power rankings. And this week, I can tell you for a fact, we have a new number one. We have a new number one. So we're taking, we're taking the last two weeks into the, we're factoring the last two weeks into these power rankings since we didn't do an episode last week. So there is quite a few changes. I'm going to go through it. Uh, so how we do it, we have five tiers, the Rebuilders, the Sellers, the Wild Cards, the Cup Contenders, and Cup or Bust. Those are our Power Rankings tiers here. So we are going to start off in the Rebuilders. We start off with number 32, the San Jose Sharks. Although San Jose Sharks have been dead last every single week on my Power Rankings, however, I think they're pretty close, honestly, to moving up to 31. We'll have to. See, I'm gonna wait to see how next week plays out, 
but San Jose Sharks might be might be moving up a spot next week. We'll have to see that. Thirty number thirty one, the Chicago Blackhawks, the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Anaheim Ducks, and the Ottawa Senators. Those are our rebuilders teams. I could see. I'm I'm honestly Chicago and San Jose might flip flop next week. They might flip flop. Columbus has been struggling Anaheim they were actually doing a bit decent uh now they've kind of fallen back down to where I kind of expected them to be Ottawa is really struggling Ottawa's struggling quite a bit I have them in the moving into the rebuilders this week um now we're going to move on to the sellers number 27 the minnesota wild the seattle kraken the buffalo sabers the montreal Canadiens, number 24 the calgary flames the edmonton oilers and the nashville predators at the number 21 spot minnesota uh they've improved since they fired dean evison but they are still going, they're going to be a seller. They're going to be a seller. They've gotten out of rebuilders, and they are now in my sellers tier. Buffalo, I'm, I I got to talk about Buffalo. Buffalo has not been living up to my expectations. I was expecting them to make a playoff push this year, and I I don't know. I mean, there's, there's still lots of time. We'll have to see, but I've not been happy with how Buffalo's been playing. Uh... Calgary, I want to talk about Calgary. Um, they're, I think they're doing, eh, they're doing okay. I'm going to say Calgary, though, I've really, I, I've been really impressed with Connor Zary, uh, a former Kamloops Blazer. Uh, so quite, I've been watching him play, seeing the highlights. Seems like he's scoring a lot. So it's like, it's awesome to see that, and, you know, see a player break out like that. Awesome to see. Awesome, awesome to see. Uh, Edmonton. Edmonton might be back. I think Edmonton. Connor McDavid, he's had like 19 points in the last seven games. And they crushed Carolina the other night. Edmonton. Um, yeah, I think they might be back. You know what? But they got to keep this up. They got to keep this up. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see how that all plays out. Moving on to our wild cards. We have number 20, the Pittsburgh Penguins, the St. Louis Blues, the Washington Capitals, the Arizona Coyotes, the Tampa Bay Lightning, the New York Islanders, and the Philadelphia Flyers, number 14. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, what's going on with Pittsburgh? I have absolutely no idea, but Pittsburgh's power play you got the best starting lineup in hockey. Their power play, terrible. Their power play is terrible. I was like, they, they can't score. It's like, oh my gosh. Like, oh. But Pittsburgh, yeah, they've been struggling. Um, not living up to my expectations of the team. So, yeah, Pittsburgh is going to go near the bottom of the wild cards. Could become a seller next week. Potentially. I do want to talk about Arizona. Arizona, I've seen a lot of good things from. Arizona could climb up if they keep up this play. I talked about early defeated the last five Stanley Cup champions in consecutive games. Just incredible. Now, moving on to the Cup contenders. We have number 13, the New Jersey Devils. The Carolina Hurricanes. The Toronto Maple Leafs, number 11. The Winnipeg Jets, cracking our top 10. The Florida Panthers, the Detroit Red Wings, and the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, New Jersey, Carolina, they were two of my preseason favorites. They have not really been living up to my expectations of the team. Carolina, of course, they got humiliated in Edmonton. Uh, New Jersey, they've just not been, the, the play has been not, I've, not what I've expected from them. Uh, so those teams are going near the bottom of my cup contenders. I still do believe they have the talent and the ability to turn it around 
And you know what? If you know what, I wouldn't be surprised if one of those two teams won the cup. But we got to talk about they've been struggling a bit. Like, I, well, I shouldn't say struggling, but not living up to the expectations that that a lot of people had on on these teams. And Toronto, Toronto's been doing okay. They're just kind of floating around cup contenders for me. Um, I have I have Detroit at number eight this week. Detroit, uh, they are definitely going to get stronger because of Patrick Kane's signing. Um, so I have them. I have them moving up the list this week. Yeah, they've been playing. Yeah, decent. I didn't really expect them as like a cup contender, but you know what? They might now that they have Patrick Kane. They might start going kind of all in. Who knows? So, yeah, they're going to creep around in cup contenders. Now, moving on to the final tier, cup or bust. We have six teams starting with number six, the Los Angeles Kings. Number five, the Vancouver Canucks. Number four, the Dallas Stars. Number three, the New York Rangers. The number two team is the Boston Bruins our previous number one team, which means um, team that's already had the number one spot on my Puck House Power Rankings go, takes back that number one spot is the Vegas Golden Knights. The Vegas Golden Knights take that number one spot back. Vegas Golden Knights, I would not be surprised if they pull off a repeat. Like, they are playing... Some great, great, just excellent hockey. Excellent hockey. The Vegas Golden Knights are taking the number one spot. Um, one, Canucks are still... I bumped them up to cup or bust this week. Uh, I feel like they've stayed that stayed at the top long enough that I can put them up there. I had them down in like the cellars at the start of this. So things can change. Uh, Dallas Stars. Dallas Stars, very consistent team. They have been in cup or bust every single week. I think I'm trying to think if if Vegas and Dallas might be the only two teams who have been in the cup or bust tier every week. I believe that's I'm pretty sure. But Dallas has been a very consistent team. I like them. Uh, they Vegas and Dallas are my favorites in the Western Conference. Dallas is going to go in at the number four spot. The Rangers are climbing up. They take number three. Uh, the Bruins will fall down from the number one spot to number two spot. Boston's still playing some great, great hockey. So, yeah, a new number one on this week's Power Rankings. And that'll do it for this episode of the Puck House Podcast. If you want to see updates on the podcast as well as get some bonus content, follow the Puck House on either Instagram, Twitter, X, YouTube, and TikTok. And until next time, goodbye.